How many roads must a man walk down? Before you can call him a man. Answer my friend. It's blowing in the wind. Hey everybody, my name is Michael Rosso. This is a super special show. We have many super special shows, but super this, special. May, this may be the specialist. Most yeah. specialist. Oh, yeah. Two two out of five of us are wearing a special hat. I had that hat at home. John can't wear it right now. I put some time into my hair today. Yes, he did. <laughs> we'll talk about we're gonna talk about John's uh, hair today. Oh. John Fidelli's here. Hey. Leslie Lazenby. Hi everyone. Mark O'Brien. Hey there. And our special guest on this show. Uh, I'm very, very thrilled to have him here on our show. I feel honored. The star of Great Big Story, Mr. Mark Dalzell. (laughs) I thought you forgot about me. (laughs) So for those of you who don't know, Great Big Story. um, Now in our fourth season. Whoa. Yes, you can find them. They have their own YouTube channel, but they also have a Facebook page. And what they, well, actually, Mark, what is Great Big Story? It's Basically, it's like these little two or three minute interesting documentaries about things, like tidbits people like would like to know, and they're done in like two minutes. Yeah, like who invented the car signal? Well, the ones that the ones that my friend and I do are primarily the kind of fun historical ones, but they do a little bit of everything. Like he he did uh, one of them is about this um, this Lakota Sioux man who owns a food truck in Minnesota, I think it is, oh, called yeah. the Tatanka Truck. And everything that he serves out of the food truck is is made with buffalo, with like <laughs> game and herbs and things that he personally has hunted and foraged for. That's pretty. Cool. So they just have interesting little stories like that. I thought that was a cool. Did he one. also do the uh, Staten Island Grandma Restaurant? Yeah, um, I, I'm blanking on the name of it right now. And, and you know, Teco Maria, I think it's called. He he went and interviewed the last king of Ireland. Like he's been all over so the world great. now working on these wacky shows. But he and I tend to do the. The kind of fun, historical, silly ones. And how did you get to be the star? Because I work for free and I'm good at building props. Oh, there you go, folks. There you go, folks. So uh, we'll have these in our show notes. You don't have to. Oh, are you embarrassed about being in No, that's fine. Don't be there. Great. Uh, Leslie, what characters has Mark played? Allow me. You made a list. Just, oh I mean, just so folks know the scope of what... You know, it's it's so interesting because this just My range. randomly came up <laughs> on Facebook, as they do to you now. And I, for some reason, watched it and thought, my God, that looks like Mark Dizelle. Because it is. And by what gum, it way? was. I had no idea. Oh, you'd, oh, I thought you had seen it on my page or something. No. Oh, oh no, I don't read your crap. <laughs> don't you want to know what I had for lunch last Great week? Big story. You played Harry Slaughter. He was the biograph director. That's when you were I the didn't even movie know his name. director. I also, because you were not given a name, you played the traffic jerk. Yep. <laughs> yes. You were the British intelligence driver. Mm-hmm. Operation Mincemeat. Federico Lamborghini. That was a good one. I had a, a line. Good, you played Dan Robbins. Yeah. The uh, artist who was a painter who helped develop Paint by Number. Mm-hmm. And I believe these were all three episodes all one episode, three characters, Leonardo da Vinci. Hey, Leonardo. Napoleon Bonaparte. <laughs> Too tall for that. Vincenzo Pareggi. Pared, I don't know. He was the Italian thief, the thief yeah. who stole the Mona Lisa. Then you played Edward Maybridge, a photographer. That was a very cool one, yeah. Yes. Shooting my uh, now, autograph I'm not deep. 100% if you had two roles in this one or one. Was that your hand as the Pinkerington agent? Abraham no. Lincoln. 
Did you play Abraham Lincoln? I was Abraham Lincoln. (laughs) But at the beginning, I think it's your hand, too, pushing that uh, contract over to the lady. Oh, no. That was the narrator, Jonathan. Okay. He's the one that does all of these. He's the producer. Take that off. Sorry, take that off. Can't charge as much for your autograph now. (laughs) Ray Haroon. Yeah. Yeah. That was a fun one. 1911. Indy 500 race car driver. It was the first winner, but I believe that was the rearview mirror. Yeah, very, you won the very first Indianapolis 500 using the very first rearview mirror on a car. Mm-hmm. I had a cameo and in that one. That one, yep. John Fidel was one. in too with his imaginary children in the back seat. Oh, yes. trivia. And? I played the cop who pulls him over. Do- the oh, red, no kidding. The red flashing lights, that was me. And then they were all, you were also <laughs> Red good. Flag Man. That looked really good. I <laughs> loved Red Flag Man too. I have a question about that episode. Red flag were, then? Were the no about okay. the uh, when John was pulled over, were those post production lights? No, nope. no, we had little handheld blinking lights. So I opened up the back of his car okay. and he looked really good. Yeah. Jonathan and, and Mark make a great team because they really work. They make a really great looking video with like next to nothing. You guys just pull it out we of your some butts, good stuff. Man. Wait, I forgot one. The invention of cruise control. Are you in that? I'm the guy. Okay, I'm you didn't send me that I link, forgot, so I, I didn't find that. it. So there's another cruise one. Cruise control cruise on cars man. wasn't. I can't remember his name. He it was invented by a blind man. It wasn't Tom Cruise, was it? <laughs> and he used to be driven around by a friend of his who stopped and started so much it would make him car sick. So he invented cruise control so his friend would drive more smoothly. So so. Jonathan and it's Charles and I assessment. drove around my neighborhood in my T-bird, and I pre- uh, and I pretended to be is a blind Charles guy your getting neighbor? sick. Uh, who, you, no, it's your neighbor who's at your crab fest is also in a few episodes. Steve. The guy who fell through your window. <laughs> yes, oh, that's, that's true. He's not really my neighbor, <laughs> yeah. but he lives a couple towns over. But yes. Oh, okay. But he's at every crab fest. Yes. I have a few questions. Uh, when will you be playing George Eastman? When will you be playing uh, Edwin Land? And can John Fidelity be in more episodes? And when will you be playing Florian? We always ask John. Or is John's busy. beard keeping him from being in? Because, you know, it's not very versatile. He gets beard. typecast as a manly man. I want to be like, you know, Billy the Kid or something. I'll see what we can do. We've got to find the interesting story about them. Oscar Barnack. There you go. I don't know that one. The guy who invented the Leica. That's not interesting enough. Oh. Edwin Land might be, be a good one. Yeah. See, yeah. right it's now, they're, they're, all, yeah. they're all doing automotive ones because it's sponsored by Hyundai. Mm-hmm. So if we can get, like, Polaroid to sponsor a bunch. Polaroid's perfect. Right. Yeah. Because he wanted to develop the polarized windshield, which he did. Oh. And he oh. said if Is that it that saves, little blue strip at the time? No, no. he wanted to oh. polarize the whole windshield, and there's oh. actually some and footage. And the lights, too. The footage of when the a headlights. car comes yeah. at you. Really? Yes, they're polarized, and he goes, if it saves one life, it's worth it. Mm. Apparently it was too expensive for Chrysler, Dodge, Plymouth, Ford, and all the rest to do it. They didn't do it. That's what he wanted. That's where using his, nice. his polarizing... There you go. In, auto, his polarizing material. And I guess it would be lean more towards the automotive aspect of it. Because I was, was going to say, your daughter can play Edwin Land's daughter, daughter, who asked him, why can't, Daddy, why can't Daddy, pictures why be can't instant? Why can't pictures be instant? <laughs> Whiny. Well, maybe Whiny if Jonathan kid. listens to this one, he can pitch it. All right, does Jonathan listen to the show? No, is no he, not a fan. Is he credited as the director of these episodes? Uh, now the, are there credits? No. The versions I see, you get, are, if we have, if there's like an actual somebody who's not me or Jonathan in it, generally then you credited. Give them credit. Let me tell you a quote to tell your friend Jonathan, and this is from our good friend Sam Sherman. He says, "Take the credit," because Sam worked on so many movies with no credit, like in Dracula vs. Frankenstein. He built really? and put together the whole laboratory. But wow. he's not in the credits. So Didn't on the commentary, he's like, I did all this work. All these years later, my advice to young filmmakers, 
take the credit. That's so great big story, folks out there listening. Mm. Got to check it out. Check and it out. appropriately, Mark Dalzell, of all of us, he has a gold-plated microphone. It's my mm-hmm. Hollywood mic. He's the star. Yep. Now, I understand now there's a possibility you may leave us. I mean, you're getting uh, calls from other film podcasts wanting you to <laughs> port over there. No? No. I, I was concerned. I was. Him. I was really. No, no. Oh, who cares? No, wait, wait, wait. I mean, off the show. Is that? Are you testing me? No, no one's approached me. Oh, okay. No, I'm joking. Oh, okay, I didn't know if you. Were, <laughs> oh, okay. I, didn't know what you'd heard. I was concerned if you were going to be able to work us in your shooting schedule today. Well, technically now you have to pay me because now I'm union, so I can't, okay. I can't be doing this. I heard that Martin anymore. Scorsese is looking for someone to play Napoleon. So, <laughs> if, some, if you need someone to play Napoleon and Leonardo da Vinci in the same, same. in the same wow. afternoon, you got the guy. Speaking of Sam Sherman, uh, Leslie. Myself and Mark O'Brien took a trip down to Freehold, New Jersey, and we interviewed... Hey, that's my home. I'm the boss. <laughs> we in- oh, oh, boy. Uh, Stupid. Show's over. Game over, man. We interviewed Sam Sherman, uh, and unbeknownst to everyone in the world, because he has a very low internet profile regarding film photography, Sam started out as a child, fascinated with film photography, course because it, was no, it wasn't digital back then but since a, a kid he's been shooting film still shoots film to this day and he knows a lot of information we're going to have a three-part series called probably the sam sherman tapes of where we sit down in freehold and talk to sam if you do google search samuel m sherman you'll see his imdb brilliant longtime producer of b movies and I went into the vault here to pull out some copies. Uh, whoever wants one, this is his famous uh, Blazing Stewardesses. Oh, cool. Who's in that? Ritz, Ritz Brothers. Brothers, yeah. Yep. That, that Ritz... was his big uh, celebrity. Oh, I'll definitely take one. Yvonne DiCarlo. <laughs> oh. Must, I must Mrs. Have. Munster. Now, this is not a well, these are well, not well-known names unless you like old westerns. Bob Livingston. Mm-hmm. Nope. He was the second Lone Ranger oh, really? in the movie serial. Oh, uh, Don Red Barry. Don't know. Him. Red okay. Barry. And I think in one of these, there's a second feature on here, Naughty Stewardesses. Oh. And one of these stars. Natalie Wood. That's right. Sis, her sister is. Oh. <laughs> Lana Wood. Lana Wood. Oh. Yeah, she was like a well, you know, well-known C star. Oh, there wasn't. It was not Lana Wood. <laughs> Blazing oh, Stewardesses oh, for Mark. <laughs> Leslie Lazenby. Anyone else? No, thanks. I've seen the movie. It's a great, funny movie, though. Mark's, Mark Dalzell's on the fence. He's like, I oh, have, I don't. he's like, oh, I'm thinking about it. Numbered edition, it looks like. Oh shit! It is a numbered edition. Look at that. It is. Yes, it is. Look at the back. Thousand on the bottom right corner. Oh, I sit here and d- d- breathe deep, John Fideli, because John John was every day or so when during those days. There was a day yeah, when we had numbered DVDs yeah. of twenty thousand. These days, I'm lucky if I could sell ten. <laughs> Thousand? No. No. Ten. Ten. Yeah. For folks out there listening, a DVD is a a disc. A round (laughs) disc with digital and video information, or audio and video. Well, I brought a DVD too. Oh, what did you bring? What did I bring? A J.R. Book or Walter film. Years before, I didn't even, (laughs) that I had no idea that FPP even existed. You came across this? I bought a. 
DVD called Polymorph because J.R. Bookwalder did this and J.R. Bookwalder and I are relatives. I didn't know that. And so I thought I'm going to buy one of J.R.'s uh, DVDs mm. to put in the family history collection. And oh, I bought nice. this movie called Polymorph. Who's in Polymorph? Michael Rosso. It's true. Oh, you're oh. the cop. He's yeah. the cop. You and Pete. Yes. You went out to Ohio for, we did. Uh, for your cameo. Yep. How is he? How would Good. You rate in his fact, performance? now when I watch it, oh. that I've seen the whole thing. Now I just watch it up to where Mike gets shot, and they drag him off to the river Sign to get rid of his, his, of his, his uh, body. And, was he and like? Was, was it a big death? Was it like? Gets, oh like, my god! I think it was die. like gunshot to the chest thing. But uh, um, you know, uh, it's got, I think you have a black ponytail. Do you not? I did. He's got oh you know because he's was it real? Really black yeah. then. He's got a great hair once, Mark. Well, that's a lot of hair. I think That's not he, just hair. I think you should fire it up yeah, for him and see a little bit later. But, Maybe. you know, he's got, uh, he's got <laughs> a great Van Dyke going on. It's like, look, look what I signed it. Awesome. Ouch. <laughs> Perfect. I just had Mike uh, so, so, autograph my DVD. So we went. We, I, not Pete, JR, but Mike. <laughs> Pete Jacqueline and I went to Ohio mm-hmm. to, to, to help out and to be in this. And then I get there, and it's May, and we're in the woods. And JR said, it's like, oh, in this scene, we're going to be shot. And then you need to fall back into the stream. <laughs> now, I, as Mark O'Brien knows, I, you know, if I see a bug, I'm texting Mark. Mark, what is this? Should it be in my house? You know, I don't want to be anywhere near, you know, nature. I, like for me, like if I did a dating profile online, I'd be like, likes cold hotel rooms. <laughs> Ice cold. Bugs. Yeah, like second, not, second floor or not higher. A camp, not a camper. Like right. no, like I don't yeah. want out grass. I avoid walking on grass. Once, I won't digress too much. I, 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 I was driving. Digress. My, we haven't even started yet. Had my Polaroid pack camera in my car with me. I see a Vista. I pull over. I, I walk. Into the grass, down uh, just a little bit, where the grass is just a little bit higher. Mm. I'm taking the picture. I look down, and there are ticks oh, crawling oh, yeah. up oh, my sneaker on my gosh. white I was like, ah! <laughs> <laughs> I ran, opened my car door, my feet dangling oh my out, God. took my shoes off, took my socks off, threw them. <laughs> <laughs> true, true. I, I don't. So then he came back and he oh sold God. the car. <laughs> so Jr. is like, oh, yeah. I was like, ha ha ha. <laughs> <laughs> now luckily it was like still kind of cold. Mm. wasn't super wasn't super bugsy. I but took, it still could not have been comfortable. I took one for the team. Yeah, you uh, did. This is called polymorph. Polymorph for you know. I guess uh, somebody out there, check it out. <laughs> Probably the most known of Jr.'s is uh, the dead next door. Ewing. That is Would correct. You say, yeah, the dead next door. That's with um, is uh, Bruce Campbell in it, or he produced that. Uh, he no. is the voice. So the dead next door was not it's the, the cat's out of the bag. It was produced by Sam Raimi. Oh, that's okay. right. Okay. So when they finished shooting, by the way, on Super Eight, mm-hmm. <laughs> Mark's Mark's on his Kindle. <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm homework. Okay, good. Shot on Super Eight. Shot the whole movie. Edited it together, and then he sent the whole project to the West Coast, and Sam Raimi's, I was going to say Sam Sherman, Sam Raimi's company mm. did all the voices. So you have Ted Raimi on it, you have Bruce Campbell on it, you have Scott Spiegel on it, mm. 
and I'm sure there's other, and other voices. And other producers yeah. or people of note who've gone on to do things. That's, if you're into Super 8, that's a worthwhile pickup. It's on Blu-ray now. Mm. Yes. Completely remastered. Yes, completely redone. And uh, it's, you know, for its time in the late it's 80s. It's a great movie. And it was way before the Walking whole Dead Walking Dead, that. you know, all the, the whole zombie, you know, thing. He was a, a you know a leader in low budget movie making. Jr. So there's a, there's a rumor that we're going to talk about cameras at some point. Today. Yes, uh, if, if folks out there have any interest in in low Are we doing su- camera podcast today, super low budget movie making, no. uh, mm-hmm. podcast at filmphotographyproject.com, because we could do an episode where we just shoot the shit, John and I, about yeah. you know the old days. But you already have the. Movie. Alternative cinema yeah, podcast. You it's have been podcast. dead for two years. Yeah, Bring it up. Let's do it. All right. We may resuscitate the alternative cinema podcast. All I can do is just say, I watched this as a kid, and either one of you told go, 1963, yeah. 1967. They know exactly when it came out, everything. They've got it. It's amazing. Oh, text. This is just in from Gary Shin. It says, Mike, do you want the three quarter inch VTR? Want? Uh, yeah. Does that mean he's going to give it to you? You need it. Gary Shin, it was my boss at Comcast. Okay, ask him. Three I said, quarter, yes, please. Three-quarter inch reel-to-reel or cassette? No, it's cassette. I know what he's talking about. By the way, I keep touch, in touch with all my old you know, comrades, like my Comcast tr- comrades. Go to the yearly You need a beta gathering. theater? You got beta? You can do beta? Beta cam? Yes. No, a beta cam and also does consumer beta one, two, three? No, don't have that. But Pete Jackalone does. I do, too. Anyhow. If you need it, call me. So let's move right on to uh, candy treats. Yeah. <laughs> oh. So this is from a place called Dietz's. Which, ironically, how is the first part of that spelled? D-I-E-T. Diet. Uh, diet. Or D-I-E. Oh, oh don't put yeah. it down. Please pass it around. What is it? Chalks? I brought. I brought everybody. I brought everybody a box of Dietz's finest <laughs> chocolate-covered pretzels. They are like number one in the state of Ohio. Pass them this way. Yeah, come on. State baby. of Ohio for their ice cream. If I don't get a white one, this going to be a problem. Really? The chocolate oh. confectionaries. This is like. This is like the scene from stores or just two stores one? in Findlay. Oh, this is wow. like the scene in Godfather Two where they pass around the gold plate. <laughs> Of goods, mm. I'm taking a dark chocolate one, crumbs, and and a no, and dark chocolate. Hey, if you, <laughs> if you He's taking the full variety. If you pour it, you you take it. Okay, yeah. Uh, Mark, uh, oh Brian, careful of crumbs, please. Yeah, because yeah, he, uh, he's well known for being crummy. Folks, thank you for oh, tuning in. We we did it. We we did it. We got past two hundred. Our ninth year. And we got past our 200th show. It's very exciting. What show? It's November 1st, 2018. Very exciting. It's a very exciting time of year. It's not quite yet the time where I could, like, you know, play the Hungry Dutchman. Careful those crumbs. They attract ticks. <laughs> <laughs> and today, what are we talking about? I'll tell you what we're going to be talking about. Thank, uh, we're going to be talking about the Balamo Villo Why Not? Dasilavia camera. Mark D is going to be talking about that. It's Italian. Just rolls off the tongue. Uh, we're going to have a film Ferrania update in just a few seconds. Yeah, and it lasts just a few seconds. There. <laughs> 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 we have a really special emulsion in the FPP online store. By the way, oh, we're going to be talking about uh, Adox HR50. That's a new monochrome film. Which Leslie, I hear you. She's like, oh, oh you mono- know about that. We'll talk about that in a second. Save the show. Oh. Okay. 
There's a film in the FPP online store, and we're on our last batch. It's it's gonna go away. It's called FPP Emulsion X. It's been around for well over a year. It's very special. I don't know if it's special in a good way, a bad way. I would say it's special in a weird in a way. Weird. Yeah. Special because it has its own theme song. It has the best theme song of any film. That's right. I'll shut it in right here. I was going to ask you to do a remix on that. Your vocals are a little lost. Do you still have it, the, the file? Yeah. I was, kind of, I was trying to match the original. Oh. That's the way he did it originally. Okay. I can bring it up. And then uh, uh, Mark O'Brien's going to talk about the Yashica ME1. That's a me camera. For all you people out there that are into me. Me, 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 me. <laughs> this is the camera for you to get. But like it only takes selfies? Only takes selfies and... Something about the film in the camera, it, it automatically processes it and posts to Instagram. Something about that. Oh. It's not true. <laughs> That's funny. Uh, Leslie Lazenby is going to be... Gosh, I didn't ask Leslie what we're going to talk about. Pinbox. <gasps> Pinbox. 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 Hey, we'll be right back. Hey, we'll be right back. For cameras today to shoot your way, it's Shootan for every camera need. Shootan Camera downtown at 312 West Randolph has a super price on the Pentax ME Super. The ME Super is the fully automatic 35mm SLR camera with full manual override. The compact, lightweight Pentax ME Super features an all-metal body plus superb Pentax optics, world famous for quality. The low Shootan price on the Pentax ME Super is an incredible $169.95 with F2 lens including Pentax USA limited warranty and batteries. But mention WXRT and get an extra $5 discount. Of course, Visa and MasterCard are accepted. Remember, there's only one genuine Shootan camera. Your Pentax headquarters, downtown at 312 West Randolph, between Wacker Drive and Franklin. For cameras today to shoot your way, it's Shootan. Shootan. Why don't we start with an update regarding Film Ferrania? Because I know everyone wants to know. Yes, uh, we want to know. Okay, everybody. If you are on the Kickstarter uh, donor list, you would have gotten one of these in your email. But for everyone else who might be interested, as we know, Film Ferrania, the people who have been trying to restart the factory have encountered numerous obstacles of almost that would make uh, maybe Sisyphus feel feel bad for them. But as we read this, a good one, Mark. Yeah. <laughs> the LRF is a construction zone with contractors on site changing the floor pan, moving and refurbishing equipment, and overhauling our coder room. In addition, three members of our team are also on site for preparing for continuous film production. So one of the things that they've had to do is put up with all the different renovations that were required as well as the hurdles put it forth by the Italian government and so forth and environmental controls, and they're trying to get things working. But they um, have welcomed new people back to their staff. The clean room is uh, up, and, up and running. They've got a filtering system in place for uh, the coder room. Having the coder in a clean room will drastically reduce the potential for defects, and the uh, they, they're using... A, some sort of uh, 
must be IR camera to use software to mark exact position of any small defects that sneak through, allowing us to cut the film around the bad spots. They said work did slow down a bit in August because some co- contractors and even entire companies were out on holiday. And, of course, one of the things we don't usually deal with in, in the United States is in many European countries, one part of the summer, everyone's on holiday. But they have everything is following the plan, and the first couple of weeks of September have been truly chaotic with workers swarming the building. Swarming. We have committed ourselves and so also to you that when we restart production, it will not stop. Yeah. This is our minimum viable status. It is 100% necessary to reach this milestone before we can restart the much more complicated color research and production. Mm. So at this point... They're looking to get the P30 out in a, in a continuous stream, as we've reviewed <laughs> it before. I like the P30 film a lot. <laughs> oh. That was – I walked track. right into that one. <laughs> well, that's cool. They don't say when? Um, they don't say not exactly date. when. But I'll they, bet they'll never say when again. Right. I, I, I think it's, it's – Well, I guess you can't. I, I would suspect that by the beginning of the of 2019, yeah. they would probably be, be in production again. Well, it sounds like they're busy little bees over they're there. They're trying hard, and I, I feel bad for them because I think they they had this idealistic thing that we'll just restart the factory. Can yeah, you say right? it all over again? And, uh, <laughs> I don't know. Wait, Mark, what? Uh, what? Huh? <laughs> I left the room. I don't know why. I'm gonna have to listen to the show. Yeah, you yeah. will. We will. So, and, so, and I think that the fact that they've had to. No, just basically rebuild everything and and reduce their expectations. I think they were probably thinking, "Oh yeah, we'll just turn the switches and there it goes." Yeah, um, but that has not been the case. But I I think they're making a good faith effort, and unlike some Kickstarters, they're keeping you up to date on what the heck they're doing, mm. and and trying to make sure people understand that they're they're trying to overcome all these obstacles. Sounds like Lab Box. No, what do, I haven't no, heard about that. No, Lab Box. I've seen. I'm just saying they. They send multiple updates. They're working they, they so do, hard. But, but Lab Box, I've seen work. I've seen a demo of it at Photokina. Oh, and? Are you impressed? Look, it looks just like the, the Rondinax, the Agvas. It's, you're going to love it. Mm. You will love it. Be patient. Can't wait. In 2020, it's going to be so great. Yeah. John has 300 oh. rolls of film to develop once it finally comes through. Oh, wait. And which is wonderful because with Lab Box... <clears throat> the reel is wet. You just go to the next roll. It'll load a wet plastic yeah. reel. That's great. Bang, well, bang, bang. Well, see, this has never happened before. Mark yes. O'Brien, he looked at me, and somehow, like, you know, like a mind, like... Yeah, he had, you had a mind meld. What he was telling me, he didn't say a word. He can't believe how amazing these Dietz's these are really <laughs> chocolates are. Like, they're not just, like, <clears throat> chocolate dipped. They they're taste amazing. like they're triple chocolate dipped. They are multiple layers. Have you tasted one of these? These are so oh, good. I've eaten two five or six of them already. My, they, they, we, we, they, all took a, they we all took a turn those, licking yours while you were they gone. Liter- <laughs> <laughs> they literally <laughs> ship those all over. You know, you have to pay for the polar packs, and away they go. Wow. So those people awesome. love them. They're really delicious. I mean, top draw, top I, shelf. I do want to say very quickly uh, for folks listening, uh, I've received many emails. Uh, there's some items in the FPP online store that we, I mean, we're talking about Italy. You know, Italy. See, si. both the prosciutto and the gabagool. <laughs> Where are you going? The, was good. the camera hack. Mm-hmm. Camera hack. Cam- camera hack. Hack. Camera hack. Camera hack. Camera. Camera hack. Camera hack. Hack. Camera 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 hack. Camera. Camera. 
Hammer. Hammer. Do you know how to say it, Mark? Yeah, camera hack. Hammerhead. Hey, what's going There's on? There's only two A's are... in it. The phone, the, the phone, the phone board is lit up. Hey, Justin, let's take a call. I got it. Yeah, we got it. Okay. You take the call. I'll take the show. <laughs> Mike, I don't know. Go spool some. Uh, camera hack. Hack. Adapters are back in stock. Hack adapter. And these are very Mark uh, Mark D. These are very popular. Good. We got like uh, uh, one sixteen to one twenty. <laughs> Why are you laughing at me? Six, I don't know because John laughed at me. Because you were like, good, good, good for them. Uh, Go yourself. Camera 118, hack. 118 to 120. 122, I think you had. Or 122 to 120. So these old-timey Kodak cameras, you, you find them in a, you know, in a flea market, and the shutter works, which they always do. The fleas jump out. And, and you're like, oh, da-, you say to yourself, dang. Dang. Yes. You're like, dang. I sure wish I could get filmed for this. Yeah. And the best thing to do would be to get an adapter and then run 120 film through it. It's not the same, but it's the closest thing because 120 is, you know, big enough, right? You got to get these out of here. Or spend like $50 on a roll of old film. They're good. Oh. You really got oh. else is the white ones. And also the, the famous, very popular uh, 35 millimeter to 126 adapter. Mm. The Facmatic. Oh, yeah. Very popular. Back in stock. Back in stock. They fly out the door. Because... They they work great for most cameras. We have a video on the product page. Mark Dalzell and I devoted most of a podcast talking about which work, which don't work. Mm-hmm. So grab yourself like a X15 Instamatic. That was a video. Is a video? We did a YouTube video. Best bet, grab yourself a cheap $10, $5 X15 and then load up the, the Facmatic and you're off and going. And also back in stock from Italy is... Special effects film, it's called pre-exposed film, and it's called Yodica. Yodica. And I'm very happy to hear in our studio today, uh, courtesy of Lucas Films, is Yoda. Hey, Yoda. Hi. Hi. Sure you will. Hello. You too. Tell me, how did you invent these films? I sleep long hours, think many things, point finger, and poof. Idea come. It does. <laughs> now, do you have any? Have to your tooth? I lost my tooth. You, no, come on. Oh, I have to get a picture of that. No. Oh, come not. on. What no. happened to your tooth? The thing fell off. Your veneer fell off. <gasps> um, oh my god! It's so weird because like so. You just for noticed? one little piece is one little piece of 1988 John Fideli. Yeah. It's amazing how one tooth can like knock 30 points off your IQ. Oh my god! John lost his veneer. <laughs> Yeah. Did you run into like you go, poof? Oh, no, it was uh, like a raspberry. Oh yeah, seed. I hate that. Oh, like cameras. Mm-hmm. Uh, Yodica film. Yes, is from Italy. It's pre-exposed, and there are five or six different flavors. Yep. You know, See, this is the Yoda from. <laughs> yeah, that was good. That sounds like no. Swedish. That's Swedish. Oh. <laughs> I'm trying to do Yoda from Italy. <laughs> Can't do it. You were doing yodel. It could be bork, bork, yodel. bork, bork. And we received them in... So the, the camera hack adapters and the Yodica film, we received them in batches. Mm. So I'm very happy to report that we have a new batch in. New batch. And when these batches come in, they, they you know... You folks out there are, are, are... They fly. They fly. Thank you very much. It's very important to bring in new, fun, ex- exciting films. Right, Leslie? Absolutely. That's what we're all about. Absolutely. So one of them is like a rainbow. One's like super blue. The other one's like a rainbow from like upside down rainbow. Vertically. Yeah. Each flavor is on the website. 
in the in the store, filmphotographyproject.com. You have Does a question? Like they put your camera on LSD or something? You know what? He gave me a look, and I knew what he was thinking, but I thought he was going to say, Mike, are you high? Was it about the pretzels again? Mm-hmm. About the pretzels? Pretzels. Yeah, the pretzels. These have some kind of... Yeah, they have sugar in them. Oh. Oh, yeah, where's that caffeine? Oh, yeah. Yeah, there's another part of that. This is a... Should I save it for the show? For next show? This is the show. I use my imagination. I went into a freak out. Oh, this is from Dixon Lou. This is Tyco Coffee Plus Almond. It's organic dark chocolate with almonds and espresso. That's like... It's more like espresso with some almonds and chocolate. Or, John, as people say in Clifton, espresso. Espresso. Oh, yes. Yeah, hey, hey yeah. give me an espresso. Oh! oh come on. That'll we'll send you into... Uh, Make it snappy. Espresso orbit. I was just looking at the, the names they call some. some of their films. Powerful. Andromeda, mm. Pegasus, yes. Atlas, Polaris. Those Cyril, are all like Greek gods, aren't Vegas. they? Vegas. Yeah. Except for Vegas. Well, he's kind of a god. I bet he probably John, is. whatever there, happens on Vegas stays on Vegas. Hey, that's right. Mikey. Or that roll of film. Right. Can you get it developed? We already had Sisyphus earlier. We got the whole... Oh, I had Sisyphus once, but Pantheon. I got rid of it with uh, Pepsi. Yeah, there was one quick shot that was gone, <laughs> wasn't it? <laughs> so, thanks, folks. Appreciate it. FPP online stories always a jumping. Right now, the, the, hot, the hot topic is... What's, what's the big, big ectochrome. ticket item? E-100. Ectochrome. Hot. Hot. Sizzling. You can't uh, even touch the boxes. How much for no. a roll? Uh, twelve ninety nine. Super special. Ten dollars. Act now. No. For folks listening, if you sign up for the FPP, FPP online newsletter, yeah, you get special. You're in the know. Yeah, I you like get the blue box. You're in the know. But folks listening to this show know about the newsletter. Yeah. Yeah. Right? You do. Yeah, I get it. Every, yeah. every almost every week. No. So when Ectochrome came out, it was like, hey, newsletter. Hey, use that code. Check it out. What code? Learn that poem. John Fidelli has a listener's letter. Oh, yeah, let's do a letter real quick. Oh. Uh, okay. We'll get back. <laughs> this is from uh, Costa. Rista. I'm not even going to say his ba- last name. He didn't write it out here. Blachuras. You're not going to say it because it's not there? Well, he didn't write it out phonetically, so oh, I probably I just butchered it. Costa Blachuras. And it says, hey, gang, the first episode I listened to was your 2018 July 4th episode. Which I one? Thought July 4th, 2018. That was a good the one. Super that was spectacular. A I thought, these sound effects are dumb. <laughs> these guys are too old for me. I'm 31. Oh, lucky you. <laughs> but I realized I was dumb. Film is cool. The sound effects are cooler, and you guys are the best. This is I who was dumb. <laughs> I'm listening to the shows backwards and forwards. <laughs> Can life get any better? I'll be ordering some wacky film soon to support the show. What show? I listen all day at work while I sand. I paint homes. Hopefully, I'll hear my name on the episode. It's Costa. Hey, Costa. I live in Vancouver, Canada. Oh, yeah. I. Thanks for everything you do. Truly appreciate it. And... Oh, I love Leslie. She's the pearl in the oyster of this show. Whoa. Costa. Does it actually say that? Yes, it does. the whole thing. You got too disgusted. You threw it at me. 31? Thirty wonderful. He's a single guy. Thirty wonderful. Give me your specs. Send him my way. He sounds like you know worldly. He's, he's from got Vancouver. a worldly name. He's from Vancouver. I love Vancouver. Weren't you listening? <laughs> Actually, no. Come on, Mike. But you know what? Female I, Mike. I, I honeymooned in Vancouver the first time. We'll have to pick somewhere first else. Time. <laughs> <laughs> I've honeymooned in Vancouver many times. <laughs> Just once. <laughs> <laughs> I did. I wasn't okay. making that no, up. No, I understand. All right, what else you got, Black Widow? 
What's your E6? No, oh, no. look at that. Oh. Six cooler. Guess what? That's funny. Back. Oh, wait. Wait. Oh, get a picture of that. Lot. Oh, I like to say this is large format. It's extra large format. Anyway, what what the whole that whole event was about is years ago Kodak often gave away promotional items, and I have got a large barrel shaped cooler that I brought today with me with things in it for the show. What show? Thank you. (laughs) And this just happens to be an elite chrome. That's but what I use my disc one for. The only thing I ever use that for is to bring stuff to the, to show. the show. To the show. It's my show bag. So I just taught them my whole segment. Actually, we're going to divide this down into two. Part one now and probably part two on another show. Can I, say something? Can I say something really fast? Yeah. Actachrome's cool. It is. <laughs> Actachrome rules. Will, will you, will you address uh, up front how a lot of folks are shooting film? I mean, I, look, I remember when Dane first I'm, started I'm, on the, on the I show. I already you and, know what I'm going to say, but you finish it. Dane came in one day, the old studio butler. He's like, oh, yeah, you know, I uh, shot some ectochrome, and uh, I sent it, and the lab called me, and they're like, I don't know, C41E6. I'm like, I don't know. C41, I guess. Cool. Like, he just didn't know. Yeah. Save it for the show. Okay. <laughs> he still doesn't know. Well, no. But then again, you know me. I've got to give you a little bit of the history here. Ectochrome, why is it worth bringing back? And I didn't realize it was quite as old as it was. It was introduced in 1940. Why? Why do we need ectochrome? We had Kodachrome. You know. couldn't do Kodachrome at home. Oh, Kodachrome at home. No. Was Kodachrome a positive? Kodachrome was a positive, oh, I didn't yes. Know that. Oh, yeah, I did know that. I did sure. Know that. <laughs> That's um, before my time. A few movies were even shot on it. I thought mm. Gone with the Wind does, but Sam Sherman says no, that was Technicolor. Mm. Yeah, I thought it was one of the first. People loved Kodachrome. Dads loved Kodachrome. It was great. But you couldn't develop it at home. And home darkrooms in the 40s and the 50s and the 60s were very, very common. Really? I couldn't find the history of where Ecta came from because they've used the word Ecta, Ectachrome, Ectar mm. forever. But well, I, I EK found is Eastman Kodak. Eastman Kodak, so it's mm. highly possible. What's the ta, though? Uh, Ta-da. Techno- technology. Ta-da. 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 Technology. Eastman Kodak technology. I don't know. So here's one thing that when I worked at the retail store that we got this all the time. I want some slide film. I want some transparency film. I need positive film. I need chrome film. And I also had one lady from a company that I dealt with that... If she was having prints made from slides, they were 35 millimeter. But she would say, oh, I also need to have these prints made from these transparencies. And they were 120. Hmm. It's, it's all the same thing. It's a generic term for something coming out of your camera processed as a positive. Hmm. And when they introduced Kodachrome, sizes were very limited. There was Kodachrome 4x5 for a while. Hmm. But it's not, it's not easy to produce, and it's not easy to process. But Ectochrome, of course, changed that. Did you ever do that? Do you ever shoot uh, Kodachrome 4x5? No. That was gone long before. I mean, Mark Dizel probably thinks I did, but no. Well, it was long ago, lo- long before me. Edward Weston. That was years ago. You've got to get over it. <laughs> I know. Edward Weston shot oh, 8x10 no. Kodachrome. It's, uh, it's Robert Bl- Ham. Linda Blair is oh. calling. It's Robert Ham. Oh, put him on speaker. I Ham s- it up. I'm going to assume. <laughs> This is Leslie. Can I help you? She's afraid to put it on speaker. Robert Ham, I'm going to put you on speakerphone because we're recording as we are speaking. Hold on. Great. Now you're on speakerphone. Hey, Robert. Hey. How's everybody doing? 
got Ra- hey. I got I got me here. I have Mark O'Brien, Mark Delzell, John Fidelli. Hey now. Hello. Hi. Hey. You do. You do. I uh, am going to do a um oh, uh, pinbox segment here in a little bit, and I had just a couple questions and I was hoping you would call in before then. So Mike, can we do a cut and step away here and I can ask him those questions? Yes. Great. Just as your own eyes adjust to changing light, the Kodak Automatic 35 camera with its electric eye meter measures the light and adjusts itself automatically. It has a fine, fast lens. It takes superb color slides wherever you may be, and it's as easy to use as a snapshot camera. Now pictures you once might have missed come out fine, automatically. I'd suggest you see it this week at your Kodak dealer. The Kodak Automatic 35 camera costs $89.50 or as little as $9 down. It's the newest idea in 35mm photography by Kodak. Next week, Ozzy and Harriet will be brought to you by Eastman Kodak Company. And now, here's Ozzy. If ever a camera wouldn't let you miss a picture, this is it. This is the new Kodak Motormatic 35. The most automatic camera I've ever seen. The Motormatic 35 advances the film by itself as quick as a wink. And it sets the lens by itself, too. So you're always ready for the next picture instantly. Here's all you do when you're ready to capture that fleeting expression that so often happens just after you press the button. While you shoot, the electric eye adjusts the lens for the right exposure in sun or shade automatically. You get a good shot every shot. Try it at your Kodak dealers this week. The Kodak Motormatic 35 camera makes a wonderful gift for graduation, weddings, anniversaries, or any special occasion. And the name Kodak means it's the finest you can give. Carry on. Uh, Leslie, uh, we interrupt this, we interrupt this uh, ectochrome uh, report. report. Thank you, John. Yes. F- folks at home, I have to tell you, I had a double shot oh, no. of Starbucks, and then I had Dietz's chocolate, chocolate and robe yeah, that's pretzels. A, that's a one-two stomach crunch, it's, bro. It's, you know... I'm out of my mind. Yeah. <laughs> you can't even, you're I can't even form even sentences. So shoot me now! But anyhow, we, we interrupt this ectochrome segment. Leslie's on the phone with Robert Ham of the Ham Camera Company talking oh, about pinbox. Oh, that's the Robert Ham. Oh. Yeah. Yes. Robert Ham, of course, did the Kickstarter for New Box One. Mark Delzell looks, you look mildly amused by everything that's going on in this show. Mildly amused face. I'm like, like I'm just, I don't, like, I'm I, just happy to be like, here. This is a podcast. I'm just happy to be here. I don't really know what's, like, it's just, I don't. I've already eaten most of the pretzels. Oh, my God. Oh, yeah. There's oh, just, so, there's so probably while, for an while Leslie, she stepped away from the mic, I want to tell everyone, and I want to thank John. John brought me. Oh, some records. Well, first of all, let's, let's back up a little bit. Blazing Stewart is his DVD. I opened, <laughs> I opened it up. There's a book inside. Yeah, a booklet. I had no idea there was a book inside, written by Ed Hulse Notes, longtime Sam Sherman associate and super fan. And then Mark O'Brien whispered in my ear, because this is out of print. Yeah. It's like, uh, you know what those selling for on Amazon? What? I said, no, Mark. What's it selling for on Amazon? What is it? Fifty-some-odd dollars. Oh, can I have one? 
I was just. <laughs> <laughs> Do you resell on Amazon? That's no. Like... No, I don't sell anything on Amazon. It's really weird, Mark, and I'll tell you because here, like, I have these downstairs. I don't know. We have 30, 40, 50 of wow. these still. You know, they're all returns from stores uh-huh. back in the day that had a Best uh-huh. Buy sticker on it. Uh-huh. So all the returns come back years after it's out of, you know. Uh-huh. So we get them back. They're just sitting down there. I have no idea that half of the DVDs downstairs are selling for, once again, as you know, posted for. It doesn't mean they sell. If you look it up and you can go to Amazon and then they have the price. It says on disc for on Amazon. Doesn't mean someone's going to pay that price. You should though. look at it. No, it's not the, like eBay. eBay. It's not like eBay. No, but it doesn't mean someone's going to actually purchase it though. It I'm means that's it's, what they're asking. Yeah, they're, they're asking. asking. You have yeah. to look at sold items. Does Amazon the green number allow you to see what has sold at that number, or doesn't do that? No, it's just these are the products, and this is what they're selling for. So if like you're looking for some weird battery, okay, and you've got different vendors, and one's got it for six ninety nine, the other one's got it for seven ninety nine, and the third guy's got it for three ninety nine, you go, oh. I'll get the cheap one. Then you look at the expired 10 years ago and they're selling them. So um, who knows? You see, we come up with these campaigns back in the day, and I don't think anything of them at the time. But now I guess this actually means something to someone. Limited two-disc 30th anniversary edition. Yeah, apparently so. Buying out doesn't give you a good idea. It's hard. Moving right along while waiting for the return of Leslie. John came in. You brought me some records. A bunch of records. Oh, and they're all in one... One big sleeve. John came in. I'm a avid LP collector. Not just a collector. I listen. Yeah. Last night, I listened to Frankie Valli and the Four Seasons, Chameleon, their only album on Motown Records. Wow. You know what? Did you ever buy the, their, their, their Sgt. Pepper? The no. In, the uh, Imitation Life? I never Life? came across it. Would you, you would buy that if you saw it? I might. Rabbit, I might. Okay. John you guys should me. make a podcast for records. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's defunct already. We, we had one episode. The jazz combo from I Want to Live, starring Susan Wayward. And on this LP is Gary Mulligan, Shelly Mann, and Shelley Mann. Art Farmer. He had a very famous club called The Manhole. For real? Yep, big jazz club. Next LP is, oh. Is that from Vinyl Me? Kevin yeah, that's a Morby. Vinyl Me exclusive. But what is this Our artist, Kevin Morby? Uh, he's kind of like a folk, rocky kind of dude. And you think I'd likes this? Well, I got a double of it. They sent oh, me two. Okay. Do you do you enjoy this? I think it's okay. I'd be curious to oh, hear what you think. Oh, and here it is. This is the one. This is a wonderful Where album. Do you see the vinyl? I highly recommend it. It's by a guy who has as much hair as I do, Moby. <laughs> and this is called Play. This is the one to have. I want that. You do? You really do? I love that album. Oh, who knew? And, I remember uh, the, first, the first time I ever heard Run On. Yep. And this, the hit is Southside. Yeah. It goes like... You think? Yeah, that's the only one I know. You know Run On. You know Run On. You know Run On. Cut it open. Well, but that, that company, Vinyl Me, has a, a record of the month. They have several clubs now, like a classics, a jazz, and then their regular record of the month. And this was the record of the month. They reproduce them. They put them on 180 or 200 gram vinyl. And then they give you, like, extensive liner notes and, like, there's a cocktail thing in there. Wow. They have uh, special art that goes with it. Why don't we start a vinyl? uh, They're highly collectible. Why don't we? You and I start a vinyl label. Yeah, why not? What would we have on it? You could print money if you had a vinyl, if you had a a record cutter here. Oh, why? This is... Uh, And here's, uh, oh, original artwork by April Frankenstein. Yeah, that's her real name. Mm Mm-hmm. Who's that? That's Moby? April. That's Moby. 
Yeah, they have special art, excuse me, and liner notes specifically for the releases. So. Whoa. Well, thank you very much, John. Yeah. Oh, yeah, the vinyl issue play is available to pre-order now. There it says right there. Yeah. I'm totally getting that. Thanks for not getting me one, John. I, I, <laughs> I, I don't know what this is. Very briefly, uh, Leslie, Leslie stepped away from the table to talk to Robert Hamm. Did you wash your hands before you returned? <laughs> <laughs> so you're going to reserve the comments on Pinbox till next show? That's correct. Okay. Because we want to get right into Ectochrome. We do. Uh, I've, you know, all the people that have been listening, like, they're drooling. Come on. Could you please talk about Ectochrome? Get to it. Right. So. so I think maybe where I stopped was the problems with Kodachrome. It's 35 millimeter, 4 by 5 That was it. 8 by 10 yes. Ectochrome. I uh, was not however aware it was made in 8x10. Um, Edward Weston had 8x10 Kodachromes on, on display at the Dayton Museum back in, I don't know, 2009 or 10. Mm. But that didn't last for long. No, I think it was very special. As soon as Ectochrome became available, they made it in sizes, not in 1940, obviously, but it was available from 110 to 11 by 14 That's pretty awesome. And as movie stock. And at that point, when they came out with Ectochrome, those larger sizes for Kodachrome was done. Done. Yeah. It's had, it's had some different names, but for the most part, it's always used Ectochrome in the name, like uh, Ectochrome X, which is 100D, like Ectochrome E, 100SW, like Saturated Warm e. is what it stood for. Warm. The only time they deviate a little bit is when they called it Elite Chrome. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. But, but we're back. It's Ectochrome again. 100D. Oh, why why did they change thing. the name from that, Elite? I don't understand. It was a marketing thing, right? I think it was a marketing thing. A little, no, little last-ditch thing. It was more consumer. It was, it no was one more cares consumer, about the rich. But, well, that's what your, your bag is, Elite Chrome. I, I still have a ton chrome. of Elite Chrome in my freezer. I got a few rolls, yeah. Yeah. So, and then we know what happened in 2009. <gasps> that's when it started. That was the first round of Ectochrome. Discontinuance. They had like a expiration of like 2012. Yep. Yeah. And then in 2013, dead. Oblivion. <clears throat> Shot they, out into the space. Dwayne's ran that chemistry as long as they could. Oh, no. They still run E6 ten- chemistry. Yeah, but not Kodachrome. Oh, I'm sorry. Kodachrome. Kodachrome. You're talking about oh. Kodachrome dead. Kodachrome. Kodachrome dead. Yeah. No, Ectochrome dead. Oh, Ectochrome, oh, Ectochrome dead. Ectochrome right. dead. Ectochrome. When yeah. did Kodachrome die? 2010. Oh, okay. See, I'm not that yeah. far. For processing. Ten. But the film. Right. Stop. Yeah, there's plenty of films. If everyone, wants, if everyone here there. listening I mean, wants to see a dramatization, dramatization, go to Netflix and watch Kodachrome starring Ed Harris. That's great really? top of really my is. list. It's yeah. a good movie. Good movie. Really? It's kind of weird. Cry. It's a whole film? As an in, it's a whole film. As an insider, you're watching it, and it's kind of weird. He goes to bars in Kansas, all the people mulling around in the hotel lobby. You know, He plays a famous photographer. Who's bemoaning the loss of Kodachrome? No. He's not. He's oh. bemoaning the loss of his relationship with his family. But he has oh. to get his Kodachrome developed before they stop Oh, I it. see. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. That's pretty cool. And now, back to Ectochrome. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Meanwhile, at Ectochrome. And from this point on, if we say Kodachrome, we mean Ectochrome. Okay. Because <laughs> <laughs> it all gets very confusing, and we're caffeinated. Yes. <laughs> but, you know, actually, the biggest difference throughout the history of Ectochrome wasn't so much... The film itself, it was the processes that they went through. Because they started with E1, and there were some major differences between them. E1 was incredibly toxic. Oh, that's not Faded quickly. Eight years, your slides are gone. Oh. So that's why we don't see a lot of early ectochromes where we do see Kodachrome looks great. 
E2, improved version. There was an improved version actually even in 1959. And sometimes they made these improvements only for 35 and 120 and the other sizes changed. E3 was an update for sheet films. Sheet. Thank you. I just That was between 59 and 70, 1970. S- something happened here with E4. This gets a little weird, I think, and a little legal. It's more common oh. E4. You do see well, some E4 films still. You do. And it was an updated version, of course, of the others. And it lasted between 1966 to 1996. Holy it was smokes. better resisting fading than any other process. And Kodak gave their films a life expectancy of 30 years. Why did we even talk about this? Why did they mention it? There's, there's something going on there. Then there was E5. After E4, we got E5. And that primarily, we had some E5 stuff come in. It was used, I think, for a lot of their specialty aerial films. Mm-hmm. And what do we have now? E6. 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 Give it to me. <laughs> E6, released in 1977 and is the current formula. It allowed for better pushing of films. Mm. Ectochrome films were commonly pushed. You could even buy a mailer for a one-stop push or a two-stop push, mm. and away you go. But it was a whole different chemical formula. So there again, there wasn't a ton of changes really in the film. It was just more in the processing. And it also had better storage capability. And I'm not sure if I believe this. I find this astounding. Hmm. Estimated that this current process with proper storage is 200 years. 200 years? I'll let you know. Great. Yeah. My time machine's back. 200, yeah. 300 years? I, I, Who's going to know? I, 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 no. Give it to me. They're going to scan them all, throw them away, put them on a hard drive, and that'll be gone. Uh, may I add something very quick? Uh-huh. There are many motion pictures I've oversaw, overseen the, uh, the uh, transfer, the scan of, over the years. And whenever the colorist would get the film, the f- he would like, it would be like, ugh, ectochrome. It would fade. Wow. Usually to red. Yes. So there's the cyan and the blue layers, which would go out quick. Is it possible it was one of these other E... I mean, these were not E6. This was a special, a different... It would have been like EM. I'm not even sure I wrote it down because they had a special line for movie film of all the E processes. But they were numerous, so yes. I think there was a a number of years where there was a Kodak Ektachrome 35mm motion picture film that was less expensive, and boy, did it fade after 30 years. It very much so, and a lot of times... uh, Finley plant might be running a variation of one of these processes, and it's not uncommon that we might get film back that started fading much earlier than everybody else's because we kind of got experimented with without our knowledge. Oh. knowledge. Yeah, yeah, like those government yeah, yeah. tests. I'm afraid so. I'm afraid yeah. Stranger yeah. things in Finley. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. 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 So there's actually even an E7. Oh, I don't want to hear about it. <laughs> that's, if, that's if you mix that's your own. Right. That's if they give you that's the chemistry you the and you mix your own. It's called E7. I never heard of E7. Um, E6, though, or I'm sorry, E4. Still, it was the only process used for the color infrared. Used oh, no it in 1996. Way. So you can still, well, not still, but 
highly possible. But it said due to legal commitments by Kodak, mm-hmm. they were to v- provide the process for 30 years. So oh. that makes me think they were making a particular film that the government was using. And the government said, quit screwing around. We've got to have this around at least for 30 years. Mm-hmm. I don't want to be changing anything. It was a, a micrographic film. That and the infrared, the two that required, even after everything changed to E6, they stayed E4. Spy film. Spy film. Spy film. You know, so here's this going back. How do we press this? Is C41? <laughs> uh, I don't know what it is. Why even use slide film? Yeah, exactly. Why? Why, why use slide film? Today? Today. Huh. I, I mean, don't know why. Why? Why not? First of all, the color saturation is beautiful. But why is it beautiful? Negative film has that same capability to have that same saturation, but that's in the hands of your printer or your scanner. Photoshop. Exactly. <laughs> and when you look at a slide, either projected or up to the light, mm-hmm. it's, of course, a clear base and wonderful clean color Mm -hmm. if you take that slide and you hold it over a piece of white paper and reflect through it it's like meh but that's how whenever a slot customer would bring a slide in and to have it printed to give them a preview of how their print was going to look you would make them hold it over a piece of white paper interesting because the print always has a, a white base to it and they print on top of it many people were always disappointed seeing their print over their original transparency because it's just so brilliant the other way and it's viewed differently. Um, Still, you know, it was just as sharp. And we're also looking at when we see slides, we are seeing the film in our camera, first generation. When you're seeing a print or a scan, you're not look, you never hold the negative up and say, wow, you know, this is great, and show it to somebody. You make a print. There's another generation. And that generation used to be another analog generation. And as you flipped it every time for analog to analog to analog, you always lost a little sharpness. You always picked up a little contrast. And with um, chrome. There's some elite chrome. There you I go. I have some in my bag. With, with, it's with, you. See, they start talking to my... Somebody said squirrel, and the dog just ran by, and I forgot wait, where I where, was. Wait, squirrel? Oh, where's the squirrel? <laughs> squirrel, squirrel, Buddy. squirrel. Arr, arr, arr. I, and, I, and it was... I forgot I have elite chrome slides in my bag. Yeah, pass it around. Elite slide. Great. Chrome. And why was it popular? Why was... I mean, slide film was big. It was big. Back in the day. In the day. The presentations. There you go. Education. Schools showed them in class. Film strips were slide film, mm-hmm. half-frame slide film. Vacations, too, right? Every dad ran slide film in his camera, and mom got the little brownie with 127 black and white in it. Yeah. Because mom had, of course, that lady brain, and she couldn't handle the rest. Mm-hmm. Every single estate sale lady I go brain. to, there's 30 slide carousels in the basement. Oh, exactly. It was used whatever. in advertising. They would take these... Kodak Keramates, and I'll talk about those on part two. But this unit had a screen built in, Mm -hmm. or it would project on the wall. It's like a big, almost like 18 by 18 box. Tray goes on the top. The guy goes in, let me show you what we got. Sets it down, plugs it in, gets his remote out, and he does his little demonstration right there on the desk. Well, guy says, I'd really like to show this to the rest of the board members. Not a problem. He flips it up and he projects it on the screen. In the medical field, it was huge because they would photograph with accuracy specimens, surgeries, body parts, and use them for training, testing, Mm. um, 
eyes were often photographed on slide film oh, because yeah. they could, through an electron microscope or whatever, could then be viewed for problems. Publications. You never gave a magazine, never gave a magazine a negative to work with. You gave them a slide, a positive, a transparency. We'll That's all they wanted. We'll have to separate them next show. I, I do see the problem. Separated. Yes. Yeah. It's yes. Like seating, it's like if Dane was here, you don't seat him next to John. Correct. Please continue, mm-hmm. Leslie. Not a problem. Amen. Now, today, <laughs> today, I would recommend, and I know a lot of you people, maybe, maybe not, yes. maybe not. Not as you well as you people, think. You people. Many people, <laughs> I just did it again, today will get this E6 slide film. It's great stuff. And they'll have it cross-processed. Oh, and it's like no. stoops. It has a whole different look to it. That's fine, but I think, especially if you've never shot slide film or chrome, you need to get this done in E6 well, first the, and the, experience. I'm sorry, I don't mean to interrupt. I'm just saying, what would be the motivation behind cross-processing it? Like they're just simply not aware. Oh. The lab only does C41 because it's a newer lab and they just haven't dealt with it. Yeah. They're just going to soup it I anyway because like we can make you some prints. It does. I think so, cross-processing, it gives you that Lomo look. It's very, very kind of purplish, very retro vintage look. It, it actually, cool. in this... But don't right. use brand new 1299 Ectochrome. Mm, buy no, buy no, some right. used no stuff. Point. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. You're correct. Buy some retrochrome. And it's just as easy also to get an FPP... Ectochrome processing kit. Yeah! E6, yeah! And do this yourself. When you send this out, send it out for E6 processing yes. if you have to. When you get it back, you're going to have to make a decision. Do I get this mm-hmm. just back in a roll or cut into strips or mounted in 2x2 two two mounts? Yes. You are going to want them in 2x2 two two mounts if yes. you project oh, yeah? them. Yes. And if you have never seen one of your slides projected, mm. you must... It's just a heck of an experience. You can still scan your two-by-two mounted slides. Yes. Mm-hmm. Not a big deal to do. How, you just throw them on top of the glass? Or? I just throw them on top of the glass, but yeah. actually the Epson V700, 800, they come with slide-holding trays. You can snap 20 mm-hmm. in, do them all at mm-hmm. the time, hit the first one up, say scan, and then away it goes. It numbers and scans them. You I step away. That. I didn't get that tray with Yes, Mark. you did. Yeah, you did. Really? It's the one you've never used. It's true. <laughs> That's right. You can have mine. I'm never going to use it. Yes, you are, because you're going to do e and just, you're going to have it mounted, right? <sighs> yeah. It, they, it takes up so much space to mount them, though. I'd rather just keep them unmounted. Yeah, you put them they in never sheet. project. It's a little a box. Sheet. Just a you little but, box. But you know what, what I have or seen? Or sheet. Put I've never made sheet. one for myself. And like I just said, every estate sale I go to, people are selling big boxes of slides. I've seen people make lampshades yes. out of slides, which are beautiful. Uh, no, they're not. That is heartbreaking. They're what some somebody's old vacation slides from the eighties. Like nobody, you know, I mean, they're they're going to go in the they garbage just drape anyway. Them together as a shade. Yeah, they just make a lampshade out of it. So they when do. it lights up, it's, it's just these little oh things. God. But it projects the images around. No, 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 no. Light bulb's not that. Bright. It's like a miniature color. Well, you'd have, there's no there's no focusing. Mm-hmm. But and probably the last thing with E six or slides Sorry. is um, exposing it. It's it's not like black and white. It's not like C41 negative film. And this is how I think of it, maybe because I've experienced most of them, most or all, whatever. I expose slides like I expose digital. And people think, digital, I can fix anything in Photoshop. Mm-hmm. No, you can't. In the case of digital, if you blow it out, overexposure to white, there's nothing there. You can pull up shadow detail. 
but there's nothing there. Same way with the slide. If you blow an area out to white, you cannot get the information back. It's not there. The information's gone. Now, on a negative, you can print that area darker because it's in there. I'll get a negative that's so bad, I'll double scan it. I'll scan for the regular, then I'll tone the whole thing down, and I'll scan for the highlights, and I'll sandwich them, them together, together. Wow. and there we go. It's done. That's a lot of work. So there's a tighter tolerance with slides. They usually say, you got three stops either way with, with color negative film and black and white, and you're not even going to know you're off. You need to think, I need to be close on my exposure. We used to say you need to be within a stop and a half. That's not too far in the overexposed area, and you can pull a lot of detail out of the underexposed area. So be more mindful of your exposures when you're shooting E6 films. Not just ectochrome, but all slide films have this tighter uh, tolerance, this tighter latitude. So that's just a little something to think about. No, it's a big thing to think about. If you're going to be spending $11, $12, whatever, a roll of film, get them right, and they are going to be gorgeous. They'll just be gorgeous. Uh, we're coming up into a good time right now with fall. Can you imagine? The colors will just pop. Yep. So, well, I got a whole box of slides, and they're in slide mounts. I'm holding them up to my eyeball with my little teeny mag light. It's just not the same. So later, we're going to have part two, how to buy a slide projector. Oh. And that's where we're going to leave Ektachrome. Thank you. For me, with comments now from the floor. Okay. What's Ektachrome? <laughs> you shoot with it yet? <laughs> I have an actual question. So I, I've heard many times that E6 has a much tighter latitude for exposure, but I shoot all of my film basically the same, and it always seems to come out fine. That's a matter of opinion. Well, <laughs> no, that's, <laughs> no, that's because Mark Delzell is now a pro, as we know. But it's not, I mean, I sometimes, you know, use like the Force or I kind of Sunny 16 it or whatever. Or sure. I make a guess. And I do the same thing when I'm shooting slide film and it always seems to come out well, if, equally. Well, aren't you special? Well, I'm just I wondering. Have, I like, have how shot slide film in a box uh, um, Hawkeye. Mm. But I also know I can't shoot this indoors if I don't have a flash cube. I can't shoot it on an extremely overcast day. If I shoot the right times and follow my sunny 16, got it. It's yeah. there. Yeah. There are, there are times if you hit auto yep. color on Photoshop, <gasps> it's just like, they pop holy guacamole, how did you do yeah. that? Mm. I can individually do it by layers, but I'm not going any further because this is what I want. So it's pretty amazing to do that. So next up. Oh, Mark has a question. Yes, we have yeah. Mark O'Brien. I think I was, I was following a thread fairly recently on one of the Facebook groups, and someone was commenting about shooting E6 or transparency or slide film, whatever right. you want to call it. And they were it showed a, an image of a particularly difficult subject, and that was it was had sky in it, it had water in it, and it had it was a very contrasty scene, and what what they didn't what you have to understand is you need to still this is where you have to use your, your noggin a little bit and know that the meter is only going to tell you what the meter will tell you, 
it doesn't interpret the scene for how it should be shot. So if you're shooting, let's say we, we would let's go back to the old. I'm shooting a sunny day in snow, and your meter says, "Oh, there's too much light here," but there's so much light here, you're gonna it's gonna be um, f22 instead of f16. And so what you have to do is you have to increase your exposure for that image for that scene. And this is what's what when we talk about um, being able to interpret what you're looking at and not trusting something to be on automatic, you have to compensate for these things. So look at some photo manuals and so forth or or just listen to some of the people who've been shooting. I mean, I've shot slide film since I was <sighs> 13 years old. And back then, even in Instamatic, we shot slide film. Mm-hmm. But under the right conditions, it came out great. If it didn't, it looked awful. And uh, over the years... I mean, I probably—I don't even want to think of how many thousands of slides I've shot. But uh, the thing is, if you are going to spend twelve bucks a roll or whatever in a roll of film, maybe it pays—it's a good time to pay attention to your technique and think a little bit about how you're shooting. So um, the other thing is, is that with with E6 films, as Leslie said, they have a the dynamic range. Let's call it that is not as great as it is with black and white or or C41 negative film. Um, but when you shoot that image the way it should be shot and under whatever conditions, you will be so pleased with the image that you get on the transparency. It just pops right out. And if you and for those of us who have still have a bunch of in the freezer of um, 120. E6 film, you shoot 120 uh, in a 6x9 or 6x6 or 6x7, it blows you away. The image is just incredibly rich and detailed. can imagine. Yes, Leslie. (laughs) We just all made that sound rather complicated. Like, you get that exposure right or you get out of town. Mm -hmm. You can see that and that, just get out of town. Sunny 16. That's right. Think about a lot of our cameras have spot meters on them. Yep. You can use center-weighted or spot Make sure if you have a spot meter and and you think this is a pretty contrasty scene. There's a lot of there's a lot of difference throughout this whole scene. Meter for what's important. Somebody's face is there, but mm-hmm. we've got a bright sky and they're standing on something dark. Meter for the face. So just think about the most important part of your most important part of your scene. Use your spot meter, or get up close to it, or you got that old telly. Zoom in your bag, go ahead and meter it through there, and then put your wide angle on, transfer your numbers. There's all kinds of tricks. You'll get it. Yes. Yes, Michael. No, thank you. I have a uh, really quick tip. Uh, yesterday, I'm, I'm a big fan of point-and-shoot cameras. I'm frequently just you know throw a roll of film in a point-and-shoot. I'm going to shoot Ektachrome in a point-and-shoot camera as well as my SLR. But yesterday, Leslie, myself, and Mark O'Brien, we were at Sam Sherman's house, and I, for a second I, I kind of got up and take a picture the simple thing is to really look in your frame of what's going on in your frame. For example, I was getting ready to take a picture, and then I noticed that behind Leslie was a, a light, a fixture, light fixture in the frame, two light fixtures. Mm-hmm. So I, all I did was sort of crouch down so that the light was then behind Leslie's head. Nice. Because otherwise, that would have been a fail because the automatic exposure mm-hmm. in the camera would have exposed for that light source. Mm-hmm. And everything else would have been 
Blair Dork. Probably looked really we nice, too, it. being lit from behind. Yeah. Like that, so. we, the, we did it at the restaurant that night, too, when I said, I've got to get up down a little bit, because there was a mirror behind these guys. Oh, yeah. yep. And when the flash goes off, mm. it sees it right away, closes it down, and not only do you get the big old reflection, everything is too dark. Yeah. I, I would so, s- yeah, look around. Good point. I would say don't be disappointed if you shoot a roll of ectochrome and you're disappointed. Give it another go. Um, oh, we yeah. had we had a cu- quick conversation about how we're all spoiled by uh, you know cameras that have automatic uh, light meters in them. Mm. How we want to get back to basics. How if you're not shooting manually, often you start getting lazy. Yep. But if you start shooting manually, the point being, if you start being shooting manually within a few weeks, a month, you know you it. it's it's you know. Yep. It's just it's muscle your memory. confidence yep. comes up. Yep. Exactly. So, uh, sadly, we have to go this show. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're gonna, show. I never got to talk about my camera. I know, I know. Oh Next show. Oh, my God. But uh, I want to thank everyone for joining us. New Ectochrome and Film Photography Project. Yes. Woohoo! <laughs> Head over to filmphotographyproject.com. Hit the store button. Go in, yeah, go in there. Uh, Buy lots of stuff. We have the E6 kit, so you could develop your own. What's it called again? E6. No, but didn't you have some fancy name? Oh, for I was calling it the uh, FPP Ectochrome. E6 Ectochrome Color Slide <laughs> Development Kit. Jesus, I don't know what is there an acronym? Are the bottles big enough to write that on? No. <laughs> so uh, we're gonna see you uh, next time, yeah. and uh, we're gonna go out with uh, some Darren Ballard uh, Riley. And, folks, in the show notes, you'll see a link to Darren's... Um, Bandcamp? Band, thank you, John. Bandcamp page. I spoke to Darren. He said, I said, Darren, why aren't you doing music? Why Why are you painting? And he said, I'll tell you what he said, and then John will do it in Darren's voice. He said, well, Mike, um, I'm making a lot more money painting. Is he really? Yeah. How's His it go? paintings are amazing. They are. How would he say it? Mike, I'm making a lot more money painting. So that means we need to go and... (laughs) We need... That was his mother yelling at him. (laughs) We need to go in there in the band camp and start buying some tunes. And that'll show him... him back to do some music. Yeah, he'll be like... What would he say? All of a sudden, it got a spike. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know, Mike. So, hey, we'll see you next time. It'd be lovely.